and welcome to the DM's Book Club, a podcast where we read about some Dungeons and & Dragons and discuss how we might include them in our role-playing campaigns. With me, as ever, my erstwhile co-host is Hamilton, and I'm Fiona. Hello, Hamilton. <laughs> Hello, Fiona. How, how are you? you? Oh, no. oh jinx. We can't, do the, we can't no. do the rest of the podcast. That's the end of that. <laughs> I spoke uh, before you said jinx, so it's fine. Damn, it's damn. I'm doing all right, thank you. I've been reading a lot of stuff for GM's book club. Yeah, me too. Um, me which too. Is, it's quite funny because uh, uh, you put up a post saying like, oh, look, whoa, I'm a fantasy role player. And I was like, I'm in the theatre literally reading about it. Oh, you're holding it up to the camera so I can see it. Yes, yeah, a starter set. That's the starter set I got yesterday, picked up yesterday. Yesterday, whoa. Because yeah. I had the core rules and then I thought, I, I bought both of them on Vinted, of all places. Vinted? No way. Yes. I, I thought that was like a clothing thing. Yeah. That's pretty fucking cool. And uh, there was one, I bought them from the same person like two months later from the different... Yeah. Hello. Hello again. I'll it's have me. the other thing you've got. I did like an offer on it. So it's like, mm. it's been here for a while. Let's just talk about Let's it. Let's haggle. Yeah. <laughs> but um, cool. obviously I got the digital edition when they did the whole mm. um, Humble Bundle, was it? Mm-hmm. A while ago. Yeah. And so I was just, I've just been organising through all of those. Yes. It's quite yeah. good. I, I've done exactly the same thing, actually. I bought the Humble Bundle recently. And my big chill out thing I've been doing because work's been rubbish as I mm. always sort of say is that I go through my RPGs folder on Google mm. Drive put them all alphabetical into alphabetical folders yeah. make sure they're titled correctly yeah. uh, getting rid of duplicates and it took mm. me about a week and I felt so good at the end oh, of it. Very, so good yeah very zen. Really, yeah I've gone into iBooks and made collections and wow, locate because then you go. can see the pictures and Go but away. I tabbed up the whole of it. I'm ready to talk about it. Well, unfortunately, that's not what we're talking about today. No, but but, I pre- <laughs> but hey, you know what? I appreciate that it's another thing that we're doing. So that's really cool. Yeah. Hamilton, what are we talking about today in this really impromptu sort of chitty chatty yeah. DMs book club? Well, it was it was brought about by your very high level, long lasting five mm. year. I think it is about five years. I think five we did it. Year. We started it in 2018. Yeah. Five year running campaign finally mm. coming to a close. Yes. And you've been waiting for that close for quite a while. So, yes, yes. Uh, again, we'll go into the, the sort of the pros and cons or something like that. But yes, we have finally finished our five year long Sirius mm. campaign, which we originally started out in person. And we did a bit of um, not streaming, but pre recording. You can find the first however many episodes I think about 50 episodes 50 episodes um, online yeah as, as long as you can deal with some really bad audio um, yeah. but that's okay it's <laughs> very much 2018 early days of streaming people yeah, doing D exactly so. but there's some really uh, I mean obviously I'll say this about myself but uh, that you know I'm about anything <laughs> it was I'm amazing it was, but it was really good like there's some real I've still got clips I used to do clips of it before mm. Yield TikTok and reels and stuff. I used to clip the bits I liked and then put them up. And I was like, these are quite funny bits that we're all funny in. And then we obviously went online during the pandemic. And then we got to last July, mm. where it was like the penultimate session. And then our DM was like, let's do it in person for the finale. And then mm. we mated eight, maybe <laughs> nine months. Uh, and then all the things aligned. And then we did it in person a couple of weekends yeah. ago. A in total about a ten hour session in person. And we finished Whoa, it. that yeah. is a that is. I've never had a session that long. I don't really. Think. No, I've never what, done a whole day of D and D. But what about yourself, Hamilton? Because you, I know you've spoken yep. about the end of campaigns, but you've mm. both, you know, you've done longer campaigns both as a GM and you've played yep. in them as well. Like, what's your sort of? How, what are you bringing to this table? What am I bringing? Yeah, I have, well, I haven't got a five year running. No, one. sorry, I, had... I, I have like humble brag, mic drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got a 18 month long campaign. Mm. I believe it was so starting in 2018, same as you. Wow. Late, so October 2018, moving to the inter- Oh no, it was no, sorry, I lie. October of 2019, because we had a year with another GM. So that one was a year. So it was October 2019. Mm. Then obviously, Pando happened, moved to the online because mm. I took on GMing because my GM. Uh, we didn't ever finish that campaign that we did for a year mm. because he uh, got too busy with work. So I said, I'll take over GMing. That's when I did Dragon Heist. And then we ran that until the end of 2020. So it was, wow. yeah, uh, well, just into 2021. So, mm. yeah. And that was, uh, yeah, Dragon Heist. The thing is, we have not done, actually done the final follow up finish off the campaign oh, episode so no thing. epilogue we never did the epilogue we got mm-hmm. to the like final battle got to the dragon bit 
yeah, yeah, we'll get together and never happened. So yes. I didn't have the the catharsis that you had. Closure, yeah. yeah. I have tried to organize it when when like lockdown after 2001 stopped. I was like, oh, look, we're all going back to reality again. Let's yeah. sort it out. But it never it never worked out. Yeah. And, and then obviously the Bowies and Spelljammer, which is yet to yes. come out, but is we are having an epilogue session on Thursday. Because nice. we did, we did a bit of the epilogue, but it was getting past midnight, and we were like, "Look, come on, let's just we can properly take our time with it." Yeah, time on it. But oh, wow. um, we did the epic battle and all that stuff. So yeah, pretty much finished. So. Very cool, very cool. And can I ask? Not that you've ever really mentioned it on here, but the Bowies mm. and Spelljammer. What level is that? Ah, uh, so that is in? they've gone from ten to twelve, but there's some people at fifteen. Wow, that's yeah. pretty cool. So, so high level stuff. So yeah. both of us have come into that, and also say as well on in terms of other RPGs, mm. I've done a what I felt was a very long campaign of Alien for a stream oh, recently, yeah. was, which was eight sessions, and that yeah. was obviously slightly different because we had to finish the story in eight sessions. I think we're just sort of collectively sort of coming together just to chat about like some of the key takeaways, both as GMs and both mm. as players in long running campaigns. Mm. <laughs> first thing i want to start off is like it does take a lot of effort uh, <laughs> like for us with the five year long campaign mm. it took us a month to sort it out our diaries mostly because i'm a busy person because i make i'm i'm not not necessarily i'm very popular or anything i, I just make myself busy we organized it so that we would do weekly sessions on mondays as long as everyone checked in beforehand that we say hey are we still up for monday mm. then it would work especially when we were doing it in person because obviously you know, i had to bring equipment from work we had to get yep. snacks in you know uh, our dm had to yep. do all the prep and stuff so realistically we missed maybe about a handful of mondays due to works people being sick holiday yeah bank holidays was always an interesting one because i was the only one that re would remember because people forget and then they're like oh well i'm just gonna you know hang out with my family or i'm gonna i'm gonna be a long weekend away and it's just like we don't mind as long as you know because mm. there's nothing worse than just sort of waiting around because you're like you've been left on a cliffhanger and there's like oh we're not we're not doing anything today because i've not prepped anything which yeah for me the two big takeaways right at the top of the essay that i want to talk about is yeah. commitment you have 100%. to commit and you have to be prepared to be on the fly about stuff, especially as a GM, like, because people don't turn up, people won't remember, et cetera. But mm. and looking at the alien stuff, I knew I had these folks, these players for these eight weeks. And then yeah. and then we had a delayed start because there were some other issues that were going on. Like, so we had to delay the week. And when somebody wasn't well, we had just had to say their character was just doing background animations. We couldn't just be like, well, we can't do it because one mm. person isn't there. You know, if it was a multi like half the majority of the cast couldn't make it, then we wouldn't be able to do the stream. I but think we managed... having those things in place is yeah. a very useful thing and having like a ruling system because we did that as well. Like mm. we had someone couldn't make it, but we could make it work for that session yeah. that is that it's different when you're streaming or you're making content i guess but when you're when you're at home yeah we just can have have things in place like yeah. they just get they just decide to go on a little personal adventure this they week they get taken out for yeah. plot reasons yeah, yeah. Can, may i ask with your dragon heist one how many yeah. players did you have for that i had uh, remind myself one two three four four players you had four, four players, players. Yeah, four players. so we for, for our serious one we only had three players mm. and that obviously someone disappears from that which we had i think once or yeah. twice we didn't play because we felt yeah. that we all agreed like you know as long as we mm. know about it we you know we don't want to leave someone out especially if it's an important point but i think with four more players it's a little bit easier well just having two people you feel very much like you're leaving someone out but when you've got three and one person isn't there you're still a group and yes. you feel like a group not like two people on your own which feels yeah. very like isolating like we had our ranger it worked kind of well because we could i had ways to make it work and in dragon yeah. heist as well particularly as a campaign setting you're mm -hmm. in a city so yes. like doing errands and the, the way the campaign works it's very much like there's lots of downtime bits where i put extra things in so if they weren't a part of that little mini quest it's mm -hmm. kind of n normal it's like oh you just go to this merchant who's really a demon and yeah. fight and have to do the mini quest this week I ran it very much like GTA, as in I had the mm. map with little icons, the GTA like le le letters on the map of Waterdeep that is, saying, That is very cute. Sorry. You've got this. <laughs> these are your points of interest. Because they had like loads of little branching. Little they just added loads stuff. of little stories that were personal stories as much mm. as the main quest. And so they just had these things that it's like, okay, well, one of them was like, ah, oh, they saw someone who looked like their twin come into a pub. And 
they chased after them and couldn't find them but that was on their list of need to figure out who this person is who looks like me and mm. someone mentioned it so they did that quest one week when someone else wasn't there so it doesn't really mean anything to the other character but the key characters there and the other two are just helping out yeah having those side quests and i think it's interesting because mm. obviously for you that was a published adventure for us mm. for the longer one that is you know, yeah home brew, i think you can be a little bit more like judging of like okay we're at this point now we're now going to go into a massive battle where yeah. mm, I think we need to all be there for that. So that's something as a GM. Mm. But similarly, I've been discussing about restarting Curse of Strahd. Yeah. Because uh, obviously we did do that for a little bit with me running it. And then it fell apart due to commitment time, mm. <laughs> And as, as always. Myself on that, not just the players, I, w- I would hastily say. But that's an interesting one because obviously it's very hard in that setting, I think, to disappear off, which is not like we're now going to have one-on-one mm. time with Strahd or you're not you're being pulled out. So you're in a place which is a vast sandbox and stuff. So I do think like yeah. c- compared to Dragon Heist, which is great, I love that GTA element of like side quests that you can get on and people split up and stuff. Mm. That's really cool because then you could have that moment later on where they're like, oh, you're back. So here's what happened whilst you were away yeah. and doing a, a 20 minute or whatever, like spotlight so that they don't feel missing out, which I think is easy to do in certain settings compared to others. I mean, when I did the Shattered Realm one, we did, mm. I remember once Luke couldn't be there and we had to like, for other reasons, and that all fell apart, but other like, so we're trying to compete with another campaign and that all got very confusing, but we did like a, oh, we'll go on this little side quest adventure. And because Luke can't be there, we will make it so that he goes, he has, is afflicted. Oh, DSB book club people will know about this. We went to the color and uh, black yes. and white domain that we made up. Yes. And so I made it that they were afflicted with the Feywild issue that mm. needed to be fixed. So the whole process of the, the story is, they're not here. They're suffering from some sort of effect. They so they're, be... they're still a part of it, but they're yeah. yeah they're, so they're still engaged in some way because this has happened to them. And then yeah, yeah. but Brilliant. the fact that they're not there doesn't matter because the whole point is it's about saving them. You know, like in yeah. Critical Role when Laura and Travis are off because Laura's having a baby, mm-hmm. um, they get kidnapped yeah. <laughs> in the show. Conveniently, and it, just go yeah. yeah absolutely. And so that becomes the whole impetus of the story. And then when they come back, it's when they come back, sort of thing. I do think having a sit down again i know we always talk about session zeros and managing mm. expectations having that at the beginning you know lines and veils safety tools obviously depending on well not depending on you should always have them but obviously yeah. for certain settings so the horror settings obviously you should have, talk about those a little bit more for those sort of genres but i do think an exit plan yeah for whatever reason so like we can't make it for a couple of sessions because you mm. know of a big event happening so they don't feel guilty that they have to commit and this is one thing i do want to say we did discuss it in quite a bit of detail after we had we had our own ask of me anything to the dm after we did our um 10 hour stuff so yeah. that went on for another two hours of us talking about it which was very i would actually recommend uh, having the ask me anything mm. stuff because that's always really interesting for maybe players who are dms i guess i don't know about players themselves because like, it's always like have i missed this did i collect that etc but setting that expectation and that commitment stuff we were always like we're going to do it to as long as you know we can and we got to level 20 and that was great but some people just if they're not interested in the story or if they're struggling a bit a bit to be engaged because it's online or anything like that i think saying we'll have a review a couple of sessions in and whether that's about hey i don't like my character anymore or i want to change mm. some things i've definitely been an open to like we'll play a couple of sessions if you don't like your character we mm. can swap it out we can change stuff like with the it's a really good idea with, I like that. With, with the possible re- restart of strad like they very much like their characters but one person was like well i made some choices i don't really like and i was like well let's talk about it i'm not gonna be like well you're locked in now are I you just... are you gonna restart where you got to or are you gonna start from fresh again so this is a very interesting point because obviously curse of strad the way we set it up we had five players uh mm. and we're gonna come back with three players uh, we did the Death House, which is that introductory adventurer. I'm not going to run it for the, the Durst end. one. The Durst, the Durst one, oh. which I love it, but I'm not going to. I'm not. <laughs> I'll hate that house. Space, I hate space that. In its hands. I, I'll show you the little mini of the Durst children that I got. No, don't, 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 don't. Um, I don't want to see it. But essentially, I'm not going to run it through them again because a they've already done it, so they all know what's in it. Yeah. And also, like I don't. And the answer is, I actually don't know because a lot I would actually change about Curse of Strahd. Now I've read. She's would you do agent. a different? Yeah. Would you do a different intro? I don't know. I, again, it's something to discuss with the players because mm. we've not had that yet. Because I, I want to have the, the talk about commitment mm. first. Because I'm very much happy to be like, we'll run it to its completion because it's mm. a great story and I think it's very engaging. But uh, you know, are we doing it weekly? Is it a monthly thing? You mm. know, again, I just want to know because then I can adjust and and make sure that I give that experience to the players. But I think 
for me, I might just do a soft reset outside the Durst house and then continue from there. Yeah. But I'll have that discussion with them. Like, would they want to start from there? There's another hook I can give because we did the, um, I did, I did my own sort of intro into it, which isn't part of the published stuff, but there's a couple of other ways to get into Barovia, which I could easily just put them and put them somewhere else. Uh, mm. So I, I'm going to ask the players because we're all experienced players at that point about restarting something, but it's definitely a big collaborative process. And Are any of those characters the same characters from other campaigns? They created them specifically for mm. Curse of Strahd. Right. From my understanding, they want to keep playing those characters. We maybe with one or two changes of the class or subclass. Mm. I think if I was a player and I was restarting an adventure like that, I don't know if I I think I mean I have used a character from an unfinished campaign into a current campaign I'm playing with, and it's very, very different. And yeah. I've had to readjust my my sort of thinking about it and because it was like an old artificer build which now is obviously in the new artificer build so it's it's a lot of things to go for so Mm. i I can't be precious about like well i want to finish this character story and put them in there it's more like i enjoyed playing that character because of this this and this what would they be like in that setting so yeah it's for as a player i don't know is the answer um i also am very boring in terms of coming up with really cool character concepts so i'm just like uh dwarf cleric done yeah that, that's as far as i go what about yourself would you like because obviously you've been I, in and out of Strahd. yeah i've been out in and out Strahd for my own reasons of commitment <laughs> well i yeah. just got to those points where i just realized that i can't commit to it and um and, and that was a shame but yeah the character that i created for Strahd, i want to explore that character more yeah. i don't think they got enough of a, a chance to exist and so if i was ever going to do any campaign they'd be on the top of my list. But then I've got a billion other characters I want to play. To be honest, Fiona, I haven't mm-hmm. played, played, yes. played a game for a very, very long time. Yeah. I am the forever GM at the moment. And so, mm. yeah, someone just needs to ask me to play. That's the next actually point I wanted to say, is that mm. we were very aware of our GM having this whole homebrew world mm. week after week after week. And we would be like, hey, just say... If you want a break, especially if it was like a uh, two week break or so, just yeah. doing a one shot or so. And, and eventually they did say, because uh, yeah. communication is, again, is my big thing about stuff. It's like, just be honest. And we won't take it personally if you're like, mm. I need a break for a month, especially when it gets to higher level stuff. I, I really struggle with combat. Like I told you, I had to have like a, a tactic document for my character mm. at level 20. And then coming back, thank God I did that for the final fight because I was like, D&D Beyond was a bit unhelpful, but I was like, but I have all my flowcharts about yeah. where I can go and stuff like that. So highly would recommend that if you're a sort of person that, you know, if you're like, oh, it's a high AC character, well, like, my character could do this, this and this. And especially for magic users, if you're like, well, I've got some oh, yeah, crowd control. Yeah, you know, you're like, I've got yeah. these spells, but I don't know if they're right. It's like, well, here's some spells that are crowd control. Here's a really cool spell that I would like to use, you know. So I, it's I, I, that's the thing. I think prepping, I know it sounds really, not. I don't want to say gatekeeperish, but do learn your character, like be engaged with like what your character is, but don't make that your personality. If you see what it means, like, like if you know what your spells do, that's brilliant. Because as a GM, you're reading loads of things. You're like, I'm always like, great. What does that do? Tell me mm. all about it. And I'm not gonna be like, no, that doesn't work. If you're using it in a cool way, I'll be like, absolutely, that's great. But you can't be like, I guess I'll use this spell. And I'm like, I don't know, man. You got to be confident about yeah. using it, and it's, and it's tricky. I say that as someone who doesn't know the spell list off the top of my head, but I think magic yeah. using is really difficult, and I think to become really uh, intelligent but deft with it, I, I find it so hard. I must admit, I do find it very difficult to put myself into that position because I haven't played a game in such a long time. Yeah. Like, so the last time I did play, I played a divination wizard for a bit in Strahd. Mm. It is a much more complicated. Like, you're always constantly like. It is a whole other skill set that you have to have on top of like the other things you're doing as another player. Like, because mm-hmm. uh, I remember the other one I had was uh, was a paladin, which again also requires some prepping. But definitely when you're spellcaster, it's like, okay, what what do I need today? So you're already doing that every single time you should like long rest. Well, everyone's yeah. just like, I heal, I'm done. You've got this whole like ah moment, and then all you're gonna do is be really pissed off and choose the thing you need it. <laughs> but then also knowing every single one of those spells back and front. Is quite hard because there are a lot of them and mm. i think the fact that it shuts you off of them is helpful in some ways but also it's kind of like i didn't know for example that um mind sliver gives you that ability to track someone for an hour so afterwards good. which yeah. is so super useful but i did it and then fortunately because that was able to achieve something but i think it's knowing all those little intricacies that really makes you 
I don't know what was the wording I'm looking for is that if you want to be on the same level as usefulness in some ways as yeah. the bard or as, as the rogue or something who can just do which is a lot simpler you have to actually put a lot more effort in and it's actually quite it's forgotten I think sometimes and I think it, we've got to remember it is difficult but it's yeah. yes yeah, part of the game I guess in some ways I, I don't know it, it totally is and I think maybe you, there's I always see this thing like, well, you know, it's the GM that does everything and the players, mm. they're just playing the world. And I, I've never been a big fan of that, that us versus yeah. them thing. And because I don't think it's true. If it is true, and, it, and I'm, I know there are people out there who are the GMs that control everything or there are players mm. that it's what my character would do. That's something about them themselves rather than the game. And yeah. every, and again, that session zero, setting expectations and stuff. Yeah. I think the other thing I want to say, like, yeah, prepping is very important, but I also want to flip the coin and say forgiveness is also a big thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, my God, like, the amount of times I fucked up uh, on something and I felt guilty about it, both as mm. a GM and a player. And I know, like, our GM, like, he would be thinking about stuff and then be like, I'm so sorry, I got this wrong. Mm. And as long as you're, like, having that open conversation about stuff, breaking out of character, because you're not trying to kill people. Like, we've definitely not prepped and planned for stuff and we've almost died. Mm. And the GM's like, I don't know, I don't want to end the story. Uh, but mm. I don't know what to do. And I was like, I mean, we came into this unprepared. It's like, we can talk about this. We're well, not, that's exactly you know. right. And uh, the one thing I suggest, like, clarify that point on the wizarding is like, if you can't keep all that information in, it's fine. It's like, yeah. that's just part of the game. And if you can't, it's not the end of the world. And don't put that pressure on yourself. But it is something you will put on yourself if you're that sort of person. Yeah. But I think you're right. But the thing I was going to say, the safety tool, I think it's really useful that is the pause, stop, rewind, rewind. fast forward. Because yeah. it's useful just as a safety tool generally for other reasons that it's created, such as I can pause now because I'm not comfortable. I want to stop now because I'm mm. really uncomfortable. You know, I really need to, you know, stop the game now for whatever reason. Yeah. But the pause and the stop allow you to then add this rewind. Hey, wait, I really want to go back because... I'm not ha I, I'm not happy where this is going from the safety point of view, but also like, oh, I feel like right idiot. You know what? I didn't realize when you said earlier, yeah. which you if you were in the world, I knew you were going to cast fireball and I wouldn't have ran into the middle of the room because yeah. you said you were going to cast fireball. I thought we were here because we're doing theater of yeah, mind. Can exactly. we just go back and I'll just read? And that's fine. Yeah. And the fast forward is like, okay, the GM, this is boring. <laughs> or like, or, or, and, yeah, or like, the safety we, tool point of view is like, I'm happy for this to happen. I just don't want to be involved Move it. to black exactly but remembering it it's a safety tool but it's also a very useful function of the gameplay as in like yes. use it as i say that to my players on all my streams because i'm like hey look we're trying to make something like a, a story here and if you and also it's really difficult online and not in person yes. and not with maps all the time that you're not always going to be aware of what's going on you might have misheard something so mm. feel comfortable there was a very critical moment in our finale i will say where Jeremy Cobb said, um, hey, just want to pause right now because this could mean something very important for the campaign. And do we want to redo that this way? And I was like, actually, it's fine. I've already got something planned that makes this okay. But it was really good that they felt comfortable enough to pause That's the really game, cool. say, hey, look, just want to check everyone's cool with this. And actually, I didn't, you know, I felt like, oh, maybe I should have said it, but it's because in my mind, I've like, I've got a plan if this happened. Yeah. I know what I'm going to do. But it was good that they felt comfortable enough to say that. Yeah. I then could say, I think it's fine. If you're happy, I've got another way of doing this. You keep going. Yeah. And if you're not happy with what, what happens, then we can go back. But I think I've got a way so, around this that feels right. Hopefully yeah. that doesn't give away what I'm talking about. No, but no. When, I know. But yeah. I think when people come to if people come to watch it, I think they'll know what I mean. And it's mm -hmm. kind of like, it was, but it, yeah, I think those things are really useful. Uh, to be fair to yourself, uh, Jeremy Cobb is also a DM, so probably has to deal with this as well in that yeah. kind of thing. So I think, I think it is that confidence to do that maybe comes from experience of playing that as well. But yeah. I completely agree. Having that, like I did, I did the same thing. We, in that 10 hour session, we did a mm. lot of planning and then we were going mm. off talking about stuff and I was like pause I know this is important but I just want to be clear there are these yeah. three things are we going to aim to get the three things or is two enough or what I just want yeah. to know because yeah. that been because we should do that and they're like yes yes that's right and so I will say admin is a thing planning <laughs> is a thing have somebody yeah. take notes uh, whether it's yourself or like you should all take notes I mean I say that I don't take notes because I usually record what we're doing for online and again some yeah. people might not feel comfortable with doing that I always record just in case somebody was like I'd like to watch the last session can I have access yeah. to it and I've got it all on a google drive recording them is a really good way of doing it so. because we used to have a note taker in our home game that I played before I did 
a dragon heist and there was one person who was really good at it but what was yeah. really nice is the dm set up a little like wordpress website where yes. we could just write them or like, our own experiences and fill them in and i used to just like try do those the next day just off my memory yes and sort of memory dump what i had and then people would go up there and we'd update them mm. we were really good <laughs> and on the Strad one, I'm still part of the Discord and I just go and read some of the updates they're having every so often because they just post the notes on there. Yeah. And I think they're really, they're a really useful tool mm. and they're really fun for just like just reminding. I think someone doing them is really important. And I think it's a nice thing to keep you connected to the game when you're Agreed. outside of the game. Yeah. I think yeah, I do think that note taking is important. I would say, like again, if you don't worry about it, I yeah. think having a recording of some kind doesn't have to be video i know some people mm. get very funny about where is it going etc i think like i've recorded just audio i brought my recorder mm. and just put it there and it's like it's just gonna be running i did it for the uh thing as well and it was really nice because then we could listen back to it uh one of our players tells their mum all about their campaign and the mum got very invested <laughs> so of course he was like i could i have a link to the folder so i could share some of the clips and i was like Aww, absolutely so uh, she was she was in floods of tears after the finale apparently she yeah so that was actually really lovely as well i and maybe again another key takeaway telling people who are interested about it oh yeah if they're interested like yeah. i'm definitely someone who's like i get a bit ick sometimes and i'm like okay yeah. i play this character there's a lot of information i'm like <laughs> it's I'm like very... telling someone about your dreams isn't it yeah oh yeah oh, yeah absolutely um but if somebody's interested like so usually oh, yeah. somebody who isn't directly connected to D, &D they yeah. can get really invested in about how do you come up with all this stuff and how excited and it's like that's really mm. nice actually and taking that time yeah, to appreciate how they're really invested in your characters it is rare i will mm. say it is rare but it's you know always take that time if somebody's interested take yeah. the time to tell them about it because then you will feel that catharsis yeah well. i think so i think the points we're talking about is is very much like the keys are communication i think is which you're always yeah. always the fundamental and i think this as much as well coming from the players, it's also the GM and both of you having this conversation about where the uh, check-ins regularly on yes. like, how are you feeling about the campaign? Where is it going? Do you want more of this? Do you want more of that? Your great idea of, um, which I think we should bring up in, in addition to that, which is the sort of like, in terms of the boundaries and boundaries. boundaries. Yes, yeah. I was going to talk about those. Yeah, I'll quickly describe. So this is an improv thing that I learned from my improv teacher, Katie Shute. Essentially, safety is great. It's very important. We love safety, but it can drain the energy out of the room because you mm. don't want to be that asshole who's talks about uh i don't know uh you're we're at a funeral and then you're like oh but i didn't want to talk about funerals because i've you know recently had that and you feel bad then as a result of doing this safety stuff sometimes you're like oh no i just want to have fun and i don't want to hurt anyone and i just want to get on with the game and oh there's all the stuff i have to remember now on top of everything else so what i try and do is talk about this idea of foundries which is like what's something in role-playing games does it have to be specifically tied to a system or a story that makes you oh i love this and it could be literally anything from i want uh, everyone to have a character moment where they are in the spotlight they get to use mm. a specific skill or it could be i and this is an improv example i love singing i love singing and any chance i get to do it it's great and what it is, is that you just put it out there and so it should a something come up organically and i have to emphasize the word organically so hard at times then we can work towards it so that it happens. Like one thing for me, and I always say this as a GM, is that I love it when players mm. have outside of the box thinking about solutions and they mm. go, we're going to do this. And I'll be like, are you sure? And they're like, yes. And I go, okay, let's play it through. Let's sure. have the scene. Let's describe it. Because I love justifying stuff, which mm. I'm like, how is this going to work? Because it's funny. I like being put on the spot like that. It's, it's something I absolutely love because it's ridiculous. I don't feel mm. like uh, scared about it because no matter what happens, the story continues. At the end of a session, which other RPGs do quite well, uh, I think about the Between that does this quite well, uh, Jason Cordova's stuff, is something called Stars and Wishes, which we actually put into our alien stuff. Was that at the end we go, what are our stars? You go around each of the players and it could be something that, the star is something that you really enjoyed. Whether it's something that you did, and that's okay, or something that somebody else did, and that's okay. And you don't have to give stars to every person. Like, you, you know, if you're like, I was just so in the zone, mm. I thought this was really good, I love this, perfect. And then a wish is something that you want to happen in the next session, or I'd love to have more interaction with this character, etc., so that people yeah. know about it. And it's just a nice positive way to end a session that's yeah. not tied to the game mechanic of you get XP. Uh, it's just something like, I had a really nice time, thank you. Yeah. So I, I love having that sort of positive reinforcement. And I know it's sort of, some people feel it's a bit icky. Mm. I think just do it. Don't spend too much time on it. Don't focus on it. Just go for it. Yeah. And then people just 
it, people enjoy it because they know you set up mm. what the rules are. It's like uh, describing a board game. Like, here are the rules. Don't worry about it. Just here's some things to think about. And now we play the game. You know? Yeah. With that, there's two. I think setting up those as expectations are really good. I think the beginning chat and the end chat between game, between the game session is always useful for me. But I know some people are like, I just want to sit down. I want to get on and play, you know, and then I'm done. All right. Nice to see you. Bye. If that's what you want to do, that's perfectly fine. But mm. I think it, to build a, uh, a rapport with your players and to have that time at the beginning is always really useful just to download. So I think these yeah. are really useful parts of D&D. And then after the session, always try and leave yourself that little bit of time just to yes. be able to just go like check in, check everyone's okay. Now, I know some people that have a much more structured system. I've been a part of games that are streamed games, particularly I remember that was very much like, all right, we're going to have a debrief session now yeah. and we're going to talk about things that I like, things that we didn't like what do we feel our best moments were? And it was a very much like an actor's studio sort of, yeah. and that was the way that they wanted to run it. They came from an acting background, the person who was the GM on that. So I totally understand. They were like, mm -hmm. that was their way of doing it. And I saw benefits in it. I saw some things from it that I wouldn't do personally, because I think no. it can become very much actors like questioning yourself and very overly self-critical. And I think yes. sometimes that can be a bit too much for some people, but yes, absolutely. myself included. So, mm -hmm. but I think things I do like about it and the things I've done for Bowie's is I've had interviews with everyone as like, yeah. so afterwards, just as a, which is a recorded thing, but we also took time to do it, like not part of the recording, just mm -hmm. to be like, how did you find your character developed? What did you think about it? What were the bits that you really loved? What were the relationships you think were great? What moments did you find your character was able to shine in or... Yeah. Did you find things about your character that you weren't able to tap into? And if you had the more time, what would you want to do? And I think doing those on a small basis and on a, at the end and, mm. in, you know, as like crits or whatever they have, you know, we have an architecture school, we like review times yeah. is all like organized is, is really useful and yeah. for everyone involved, not just yes. the GM as to what more do I need to put in, but also as a player, ref self-reflection on things, I think is um like really fun but in like, a really positive way but i think in a positive to, way. Yeah, yeah i think yeah yeah you have to emphasize this is not a punishment you yeah because we all yeah. we, we always forget a rule we always like i'm always like oh shit i have all these yeah. cool abilities etc there's no point in like it, what's happened uh, yeah. happened you know it's yeah it's supposed to be like what do you want out of this game and mm. i think some people again it feels like admin and i know people are like i just want to play the game but it's so important especially when you're playing with new people or people who have mm. not played before you just want to make sure that they want to come back because the last thing they want to do they, they come for a session and they haven't had any to do or they don't get it or they're yeah. worried about asking questions that's always the big thing when you're certainly when i'm running a new rpg i'm like ask me questions stop the game ask mm. me if i go too fast because i know i go 100 miles a minute just ask sorry just mm. to be clear da, da, da. and actually comes on to another thing is accommodations which some people may want to do as well so obviously in the uh age of going online as well some people maybe struggle to engage a little bit because obviously it's on a mm. screen rather than person so stuff like subtitles you're know, asking at the beginning saying yeah. hey what can I do to make your experience a little bit better I've, as a GM? Yeah, I found the Zoom and Teams captions are actually really useful. Really I've good. started using, I don't use them for my stream game because they will come up on the stream. But yeah. I, uh, and I know that they are useful, but I don't think they're as good actually as the YouTube ones are. Agreed. Uh, but I find the Teams one I use on my Teams chats that I have at work because yeah. I'm like, what did you just there's like rooms we're talking to rooms of people and sometimes and it's just it does pick up a lot more and being able to scroll back through them if you've missed something yeah they're yeah, getting the name or something really i think they're really useful but even like so that's sort of like accommodations for the, for the room but like for mm. example i'd be like hey what's the hard stop for everyone um mm. i will check in closer to the time yeah. i want to go for 10 minutes we'll yeah. have a bio break Mm. And the, the one I always have is like in meetings, I go, hey, so my accommodation is that I might get a parcel. So I might need to step away for a few seconds or I might get a phone call. I yeah. have to have my phone on me because of this. And it's just being like normalizing that. We I always forget for the bio breaks because I just keep, yeah. I'm just, my brain has got too many things going on. It's in like shut down playing a guitar I, mode. Yeah. And I, I need I someone have a to clock go very close to yeah. me. And I'm like, this is the time. So the same yeah. for the stream we did for the girls run these worlds. I was like, we definitely have to have a 15 minute break at some point. Yeah. I was like, it's going to be the same time every time. And then we'll go yeah. over a couple of minutes and then I'll be like, right, but we're still back in 15 minutes. I'm not going to, you know, just because yeah. we played a little bit more, I'm not going to reduce. Well, we did that with Dragon's Jewel when we did the, the stream and it was like, because that used to go on like three hours. Yeah. You're like, okay. But then, yeah, always doing the half hour before you thought you were going to finish. Yeah. Where are you? Or just when you're like in that last half hour, I always say, yeah. okay, we've got to a point now. There's 15 minutes. We can either do this bit or we could do that. And like, as I said, I was trying to finish Bowie's the other night. I was like, 
I knew that Chloe had an audition the next day. So I'm yeah. kind of like, but we're also like, we're in the battle. We've done the battle. Okay, we got a bit, we can do this little finale bit. So we did a bit of finale bit. And I said, hopefully it'll take half an hour. We got to the end of that half an hour. I was like, there's still more I want to do. And I yeah. want to give it time. Yeah. And I don't want to do it at midnight anyway. And you're tired. So let's just stop yeah. now. The GM, understandably, and it just is the way you do have to take more responsibility for those things. Because you are the one that's managing the show, really, uh, if you know what I mean, managing mm -hmm. everything. And yeah. so you're in a position of power within the dynamic. And so I think, and I'm not saying that, I just think that's just naturally how it goes. So I think you've got to be much more conscientious, I think, as a GM than you do as a player. Yeah, It's not about having all the lore of the story. It is yeah. about the welfare of your players as well, yeah. which I think people do miss a little bit. And I just wanted to say, because you mentioned that sort of idea of like the post, uh, sort of pre and post sort of chats. Mm. And so one thing I absolutely miss about being online is that we're obviously in person, you'd get there, we'd spend yeah. about half an hour getting some food and we'd mm. be chatting away and then we'd obviously do the two and a half hours or whatever. Yeah. And then we'd stop, we'd start packing up, we'd still have the, oh, oh that was so good. And then, all right, and then we travel home and we have that yeah. time to digest all that stuff online oh i'm gonna be late can we start at eight sure yeah. oh wait we're gonna get into it okay it's now half 10 all right i'm gonna go now bye and it's just like i miss that and so i definitely spend the first 10 minutes and the last 10 mm. minutes of each session now desperately like sort of going how is everyone let's yeah. have a chat and then before yeah. we get into the game because i because i know people's time online mm. is different to when you're in being in person so that's, yeah. that's it's just i miss that quite a bit but i try and factor that in now to my sessions and be like let's at yeah. least have the pre-chat yeah. and catch up with people and it doesn't matter about the story because we'll get to the story i do miss the post chats people are like oh that was so good etc so i always i always try in the whatsapp go, thank you so much to whoever it was yeah. i really loved xyz do the stars wishes by myself if i need to yeah, I mean, I've got Taylor in my games most of the time, so we've got 40 minutes of chat already lined up. with lovely, and I love it. And I wouldn't give it up for anything because it's the... But I, I, it's really nice because I really love those times because it's a really... It's just a moment to catch up with these people you spend all this time with. I think it's really positive and I, I love it. Mm. Some of them I wish I recorded because I yeah, think they would make their own thing. But there was a couple of them that we were just like, Hamilton, why are you not recording this? I'm like, I don't know. I it's just, gold. It's gold. But the whole point of it is that it isn't recorded. That's the whole fun of it because yeah. actually it's about the the moments that you don't, that, yeah. that are personal in some ways. So I, I, I really enjoy those. But the post ones, I know I normally finish late, so we don't get them. Yeah. But that's kind of why the beginning ones are really good because it's like, hey, let's just check in last time we were doing this and also just like we've been a bit off and on schedule wise so it's just like okay let's just remind ourselves where we yeah, were and absolutely. all that sort of ground stuff. ground yourself before going in yeah the last thing i kind of wanted to talk about was um the emotional bleed yes <laughs> Uh, so obviously being a five-year campaign and also the mm. alien stuff was really interesting both very different kinds of stories yeah and i hadn't realized really and it comes to talking about what you sort of mentioned mm. before this idea of closure so when we had our break before we did the in-person stuff i was so so excited to play and i couldn't wait and then we got delayed and it got delayed mm. and it just felt like let's just be honest about it if we can't do it in person let's just do it online mm. and, and i know people want really wanted to do it but for me it was more important to finish the campaign and the story yeah. we told because we'd got we put in so much effort and i think having something in your your thing saying like the, the debrief in a sense of like the, you know how are you feeling do, you know did you do anything yeah. that you felt wasn't in character and it's, it's affected you like this but also like you know we've had people in our campaigns who started drawing art of the characters like i have on my wall yeah. two uh, framed pictures of my character from the mm. five years and it meant so much to me that they spent the time doing that yeah and having that emotional bleed afterwards and like I you know we cried we all mm. of us cried uh, at the end of that session because we'd finally done it and it felt good mm. but for me I'd say the the gap between uh when we said we we're going to do it and now it kind of affected me bad mental mm. you know mental health wise because i was like well what's the point yeah. people don't care about it and i felt selfish for thinking that but people did care about it but we just yeah. we had to have that gap mm. and then on the flip side gming or being the game of the alien that was very interesting because i didn't realize how attached i was to the player characters who did very well we had the slow build yeah. up bad stuff started happening i was killing off characters one by one but i was trying to do it in a sort of very clinical way because one of the lines was they don't very much in gore and at the end only one of them escaped and they did their sort of epilogue like reading out the transmission thing and mm. I sent them the script for it and they did it and I just remember saying at the end I go and that's the end of Alien and I realized I was crying and it was just such an uh, emotional thing I was like oh mm. my god we've done it I had tears of joy and mm. that's nice, but I didn't realize how that had affected me and I had to like sort of go away and think about certain things afterwards like 
killing self certain characters mm. and stuff and actually take the time to think and sit with those thoughts and like why do i feel like this even though that person doesn't exist it is something that i've yeah you know so it was just so i would say like obviously taking care of yourself is one thing so but those feelings are valid you yeah know, and allow them yeah, yeah no exactly. I, I was feeling that at the end like because i'm kind of we haven't kind of finished it but at the end of it i was like oh my gosh this is this has been a long time happening since you know and i've wanted to do this idea for a, a long time as well and it's just like it is emotional and i think it's i think that's fair like any endeavor is it really you know when anything finishes and ends it's sort of it's always going to be that way i think it's yeah. very fair to allow yourself to have those moments and do them in the only in the way you want to do them that doesn't mean you have to yes. be around people at the time if you want to go away or that's just how you want to do it but feel free and do give yourself that opportunity because Absolutely. um the catharsis is net, like I was talking to you when you were talking about getting to this point, you know, mm -hmm. I was talking about alternate ways of doing things, wasn't yeah. I? In a yeah. sense. And like, and you didn't have to use them, but I was saying, I think that if a player can't make it or GM's not able to make it or someone, the ones that are still wanting to do that, I suggested, why doesn't everyone get together and just yeah. sit down and have like a talk through finishing of off happens. of Absolutely. what happened and give yourself that sort of like, everyone has their turn, like hold the, bunny or whatever sort of like pass the parcel sort of thing you know like everyone gets to hold the the sort of talking stick and have yes. their moment and everyone gets to chip in as much as they want to and feel very you know and allow sort of those interactions and sort of just yes, play out absolutely. the storyline because it's really sad to i the shattered realm story yeah. i've got like I, that just is left in the wind and there's if i was going to play another character actually i've just reminded me when saying is that the npc i made in that is one of my favorite NPCs and I want to play them as a character and find out their journey because yeah. they're just like they had a journey to go on yeah <laughs> and we had a really an emotional moment in that game with like Luke's character they had some really emotional moments between this character and Luke particularly but all of them but there was this it just they that that was left unresolved is a real shame and it's a real like thing against me that i'm like i'm like i just am really annoyed i'm really annoyed with myself that it, it couldn't work because of all the other things but like but that never got yeah. finalized and it's like oh there is i've always gonna have that feeling of it's unresolved and i think mm. if you can go through you know i've written little notes for like what they would do but i think it's yeah. if you can do that as a group it's really I, yeah i really love that idea of like talking about there's as a game mm. an rpg called i think it's npcs of npcs of the past or something like mm. that where you, the party or where whatever system you come around and you mourn the loss of an NPC and you go around mm. and do that sort of almost like a funeral type thing or remembrance oh. sort of thing. And it, it's very similar to what you were saying. And I just thought, yeah, I think the thing is if we did it online, as I said, it was like nearly 10 hours. No one wants to be on t online for 10 hours and it would no. have been bitty because we had combat. We wanted to do the epilogue on the same day mm. because we knew like if we didn't do it, it yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't happen. happen. Yeah. So it was, yeah. And I highly recommend like doing an epilogue. Like you have mm. the big fight, taking a break mm. and then coming back and doing it, even if it's just an hour about what the characters would do and what happens in the future. What do they, yeah. are they still friends? Are they this? And it, it could be as short as you want or as silly as one. Like mine was incredibly short. Um, My, my character had got some sort of tattoos or some runes from her, her god and said like, ah, you should go to Sigil. And I was like, mm. cool, I go to Sigil. And then I take a ship with me and I explore the rest of the multiverse. And that was it. That was it. Uh, whereas the other two had a bit more in-depth, of, which then mm. related to what I was doing. But I just was like, for me, it's, it is very short and simple. Yeah. But for other people, they wanted to do a little bit more. And I just having that time to do that and be like, and this ends the scene and this ends the character. And then, and then you can still talk about it to other people. And it's just, yeah. The emotional bleed is incredibly real mm. because I think... Ultimately, whilst I know like not every character is just a extreme version of myself, although I will say they normally are, any character I create will have a part of me in it. And so when you put in so much effort to something and then you, you it doesn't finish Manifest. or it doesn't yeah. it's just like you you feel you feel sad, you know. Mm. And so I, yeah, I think my my takeaway is that again, having those hey, we're gonna do it for eight sessions. We'll have we can be flexible, we can do that and just be honest about it. But also if there is, if you're like, I wanted to continue this story, we review that and we talk about where that character would have gone after this one shot, you know. And it, we've I've done that with other one shots as well, like the Radiant Citadel one shots where characters been split up and they're like, Well, what happens? Like, oh, well, we go in search for this other character. I'm like, great, well, here's an epilogue that's mm. perfect for that. And then we're like, cool, we can always come back to it. But it's not yeah. left on an unsatisfactory, yeah. oh, well, they found it. Like, it's, it's something that we've all agreed from. And I think that's so important in any game. Yeah. Uh, it's only something I've realized very recently. 
I think that's the key to it, isn't it? Really, yeah. catharsis. <laughs> that's catharsis. Yeah. yeah, and I know, I know other people play different games. I know some people will listen to this and be like, "Well, I just play it for this, that, and the other, the hack yeah. and slash." And they're like, "Cool, that's, that's fine, perfect." But like, I think it, it's, it's hard to not get too attached to. No matter what yes. you're doing with those characters, it's hard not to get attached to them. I think video games are an example of that. Like. Yeah. Characters that I've had from that, I will always have an affinity to Cloud Strife from Final Fantasy VII. You know, it's one of the long, such a long game, and all they go through, and Eris, oh my gosh, you know, oh, still not know. over you, you it. Feel, you, know? you feel it, you feel yeah. it, don't you? And it's, yeah. and I know it's very, a, maybe a very weird mm. thing to relate to, but like the death of celebrities. Like I remember the mm. year of when David Bowie died yeah. and then Alan Rickman died, and, I, and it mm. was so weird because obviously i don't know them i didn't yeah, say anything but they're but just my, a part of your life they're part of your life and i remember my mum when alan rickman i messaged me and said are you okay <laughs> uh, and i wasn't i realized that yeah. he was one of my favorite actors and I, mm. I was reading his diaries now and what a what a just a nice guy oh was. yeah i know exactly he's and one he of just, the good ones yeah exactly and like it, I, it's that sort of thing going that's such a shame what the effect he had around other people through where his films or his acting and it's just so yeah so i that's why i definitely want to take the time with games no matter what have those safety tools just do it you know like it's like you know they always say watching a tv show you get emotionally attached to a character but that is so secondary to you then playing a video game and reading a book because they're in your like reading a book it's in your head so you get so much more attached to them because you're telling yourself a story and you're imagining the world so there's so much more investment personally Mm. i think books are more than video games but video games you're controlling the character so there is some agency you have over them but when you're talking about role playing, oh. you are literally the character. It is an embodiment of yourself. Yeah. In all, in some ways, you are physically manifesting them. You're speaking their. They have your voice or a affectation of your voice, mm. and it's very difficult. And everyone can see actors that have found themselves in issues related to acting and having to mm. exp- inhabit characters. And I think most of our people, our people playing these games, are not trained actors, are not no. being helped and dealt with these things by i'm assuming actors are given training in do not get too engaged do not get too attached to the character how to separate yourself how to draw yourself back into reality because yeah absolutely i think of not going too dark a one let's just go for jim carrey doing andy kaufman yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and how they became literally that character and inhabited them and people got really angry at them and they became kind of aggressive and sort of became this there's a whole show about it andy and jim is it called jim and andy or something like that something like that yeah a really great documentary i recommend watching it but jim carrey is a professionally trained actor which would have had people around them managing that there were people aware of the situation trying to you know and when he came out of it finding that that self again i remember hearing johnny greenwood talking about every time he goes on tour with radiohead he has to take a week to himself afterwards to readjust to reality from being this person i mean this is extreme cases but i think we should all be fair on ourselves to know that this is a very emotional engaging thing that we're doing immersive so immersive so take care of yourself people i definitely think i count the people that I play with uh, in that weekly game of D&D, mm. some of the closest friends that I have. And we weren't necessarily very close at the beginning, but because we, we did that. And so mm. definitely a high level of trust, which I know is so difficult to do. Yeah. Uh, but again, that open communication. Uh, basically, this episode should be called Open Communication. How important yeah, is it? Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Hamilton, for yep. letting me talk about it. Because it's it's been a very oh, yeah. interesting conversation to actually get to the end of something that's so big and and i know you've had similar thoughts on stuff like that as well so it, it it's definitely if you've got the yeah. time yeah put in the time and the effort i just so i would not regret it yeah. at all i had such no. a good time and mm. I'm, I'm glad i can look back on bits of it and 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 see it online but also like i've got ah, oh, you know i'm 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 very mm. lucky that i've got to the end of something and one of the final things i want to say is that for us it did end at level 20 because we got to that mm. point but it's interesting with D because obviously it's like well level 20 that's it and it's like it's very hard to go beyond i guess but i i don't know like i i mean you can you... always find the 2e stuff that had level 30 up to level 30 and i think yeah. multi-class <laughs> you know keep take going a new class you know just take another level 20 levels of something else or i, I think I, if you wanted to you can make it work it becomes very difficult for the dm yes and i think i think take yeah. everything away just go just, just that's it you stripped all level, your powers new yeah, level 10 new game plus essentially yeah exactly um, 
if you want to continue, if the story is not mm. ended and it's not ended as always, like we save the world. But yeah, I think it's having that conversation. Do you want to continue? Like for me, I was very much like, once this arc is over, I don't see anywhere where we can go. But that's just the story we've built. And that I, think, I was totally fine with that. Can I just add to this before we do Please. go away then? Because yeah. I think there were this, I talked about this in another podcast and, and there's something about it that we really got onto. It's like, what defines an ending? Like, how do you define mm. an ending? And I think since then, two things have happened that I can use as an additional benefits to it. But the one I used at the time was I used Patterson, the movie, as a really good example of how it, it explains how I see a story in D&D and I think people that, that, that I see a story is as a fundamental aspect of story and it doesn't mean you have to follow this and I think you can add to it but Patterson is literally a movie about if anyone knows Adam Driver he's a bus driver Adam Driver it's he's got a, a wife who's an artist and he writes poetry and it's a Jim Jarmusch film so if you know Jim Jarmusch it's very yeah. just it's just esoteric in its own way and you come into it he writes some poetry. He exists in this world, experiences the people around him, has some interfaces, but there's no real, there's lessons learned and there are things that you see. But actually the story, what it showed to me is the fundamental of a story is an experience of something, experience mm -hmm. of a life or a moment in time to explain something about those people or about the of the event. Yeah. And that event doesn't need to be extreme nor does it no. need it can be as simple as just this is just a life and then and not much happens to it but this is a very interesting person with an interesting life mm -hmm. and we see it and we leave it and yeah. the ending is just is as satisfying as we save the world marvel universe and i, I think eve you know end game is just as good as that there's definitely a difficulty i find watching any marvel movie we've talked about this before after yeah. the end game because it had the end game but i think when I look at Critical Role, you could have ended Critical Role season one after the Chrome Conclave. Yeah, agreed. Right? Yep. Boom, massive. But then they added another layer to it. And then, spoilers, Vecna. <laughs> end it on that great ending. That is a yeah. big world. But like the battle with Thordak was just so like epic yeah. and legendary that I think if they went and that's it, I'd have been perfectly satisfied. satisfied. I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's having those conversations. Yeah. But then yeah. Mighty Nine, mm. that very much doesn't end at level 20. They're not even, I think they're level... 14 or 15. 14, 15. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I was like... kind of stunned. I was like, oh, I guess we're here now. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just because they were like, well, we're just going to keep going and follow, follow this thing. And then Matt was like, yeah, well, that's that's the end of the, the story, yeah. the main story. And you're like, well, okay. Again, maybe yeah. it's just the completionist and I was going, well, what about the side quests? So yeah. there's a, there is that. And I think I could have been around with those characters for much longer. And I think people, yeah. but, there, but then there's also that, well, you know, leave you wanting more. But also mm. those characters weren't actually ever, and when you look at it, ever the Vox Machina. They weren't no. the heroes of the classic fantasy heroes. They were just very much who they were. And I think it really fit the story, fit mm. the characters they've created. I haven't watched enough of Critical Role season three to know how that's going to play out. Mm -hmm. But I think of like the Aroas campaign, again, set up very much like the Vox Mac. This is going to lead. There's always from the beginning being there is an evil. Mm -hmm. And that one is very much like they are going to fight the, and they're fighting the evil right now. The big BBEG is happening at this moment. Mm -hmm. And they're going on to the second one, I think. My point was that I was getting to was mm -hmm. that when we're talking about all that communication, is that end, the end goal mm -hmm. is can be anything you want it to be. Yes. And that can be communicated throughout all of this process. And the catharsis can come from you knowing what that is more than anything, mm -hmm. but also feel comfortable that it doesn't have to end at the big end of the world session. Yeah. It can end where you feel like we've existed with these characters to a point that we feel like we've learned from them. Yeah. I feel like you have to learn. I feel like a story requires learning personally, yes. but I, yeah, I, that's yeah, yeah. just because I think that's education has drilled oh, us into it, us. It's, it's but, the hero's journey, right? The hero yeah. comes back somewhat changed, but they might yeah. not have changed that much. And that's okay. Yeah. That point can be anywhere on that scale that you thought it was going to be. I'm doing this and I'm physically moving You're my arms. Trying, there's lots of hand gestures, lots of like pointing to like, where is she moments of like, <laughs> <laughs> Where are they? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, that was my little moment. I wanted to add to it. That was all. No, no, thank you. And I think, Maybe looking back at it, is there anything I would have changed about mm. um, the indie campaign? I wouldn't change the story. I wouldn't change the yeah. characters. I wondered if I would preferred a different system 
which I know is like oh. gasp D and D, but I think because obviously that was where I know, but that's you know that's what we started on. I'm you know I can play it very well. I've played it mm. weekly for many months, but now because I've read other games, like would we have benefited from doing say Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay? And I'm like maybe. I'm gonna say Fiona. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. I think it's my favorite. Oh, I think no. it's my favorite system. I think it's an interesting system for sure, but I don't, again, not going to talk about it too. I much. love we the, I love this just the basic dice mechanic. It's I great. just like D100s. I like the D100 system. It's so easy. Yeah. So easy to sell to someone. The yeah. fact that the starter set has a page to basically explain how you play this game. I will say, I, I think, yeah, again, my, my shout out would be like, if you wanted to look at Warhammer Fantasy, read the starter set stuff. Yeah. Like the, the, I did yeah. find the, the core book oh, a little bit too much. But- I think it can be as crunchy as you want it to be, mm-hmm. but the base, that's what I think is like, I look at it and go, this is really crunchy. There's so much going on, but that's because the fundamental basis building block of it is like so easy. So, so easy. And you're just I- like, it's the most crunchiest simplest system i know i can't explain it better than yeah. that but we'll I talk think, about it more but yeah we'll anyway. talk about it more i guess because that's the thing i think some of the D stuff like i said when i come back to it i forget things i got mm. a bit crust, crusty around the edges about like oh yeah. i don't know if i've got it whereas other rpgs which don't necessarily rely on leveling like yeah quest doesn't really does it, it's not about yeah. like how many hit points you have is the little one ring one ring yep yeah, one ring um yeah. shiver to an extent which i'll tell mm. talk to you about at some other point because that again has a really interesting leveling system where a lot of the skills mm. they are they're attached a little bit to the game mechanic but it's all role play stuff rather yeah. than what D is like here's some extra yeah. things when you roll dice so that was the only thing i wanted if i would play a different system yeah and like maybe a settingless system uh, perhaps mm. obviously we've got uh the orc license coming out and all that sort of thing so that's the only thing i thought of i was like well maybe it would have been a different system would made it shine a yeah. bit more for me but that's just because i've played it for so long now and obviously we've had all the stuff with the ogl stuff so and i mm. i've always had an interest in other systems so that was the only thing i could think of talking about other systems yeah aren't you playing in something live tonight at 7 p.m on yes. twitch and maybe people I, should check this out yes uh well when by the time this episode comes out so that'll be tomorrow when you're listening uh, future past whatever but yeah. yes i am going to be playing in a game called inspire isles which mm. is done by our wonderful friend uh rich at hatchling games and that is a very very gentle loveling like high fantasy rpg about mm. teenagers going to uh, a world that's sort of very arthurian legend etc very simple dice mechanic but most importantly it sort of helps you do uh, learn sign language both bsl and asl which is very very exciting actually because again talk about accessibility and accommodation stuff more and more people are starting to look to have how can we mm. bring other people to the table that are, are usually restricted in some way and whereas online stuff that's helping a little bit with in terms of maybe physical disability like actual sort of like getting that communication across is so important as well so yes so that that will be yeah. first session tonight which i'm very looking forward to is that going to be on youtube after the fact then or is it I, yeah we'll eventually it'll be twitch for a little bit and then okay. we'll be putting links everywhere but yes by the time this episode comes out we'll have the first session out which will be very exciting so. exciting Yes. So uh, Hamilton, you've, I know you've talked about Bowies and stuff like mm. that, but uh, where can we find you if we're looking for you on the internet uh, in a nice, find, positive manner? You can find me at the Dragon DM, all one word on Twitter. You can find me at Hamilton underscore DM on Instagram. <laughs> I do more Warhammer on that than I do on the yeah. Twitbox. I also might have been contacted by the editors to talk about Blade Runner today, maybe. That might be happening a bit sooner than we thought, so that's, that's kind of exciting. So very exciting, oh, yeah. Great. I'd be I've re-listened to two of them now, so um, that's it's good really cool. fun. That, <laughs> it's good that's fun. That's very fun. Yeah, uh, and yeah, finally for me, um, obviously mm. I, I run one of my no. What about me? What I run about the one. Me. I run the what my rolling podcast, uh, twice monthly RPG one shot podcast. When I got into DD, I was also looking at some other games, and that essentially is what this podcast is about. We've got some, uh, we're currently doing the, the between that's just coming out just now, but we've also got other games coming out. We've got uh, Die, we've got The Machine, which is a solo. I mean, maybe you've heard of this Hamilton. It's a solo RPG, but she's done asynchronously with other people. So uh, we have fr- ah. uh, my friend Maddie, who was on the Alien stream with me, is in Inspire Isles, and they are putting up a solo RPG channel called A Game of One's Own. And basically, mm. the machine is that like, I write some prompts about something, and then my character is done away with, it, and then Maddie's character will be able to find these prompts and then carry on the work of the machine. And it's the idea that you normally would pass it through a lot of people, and then at the end you'd have a debrief about like what this machine was and how 
did it affect people, etc. Geordie for LaForge and uh, forgotten her name. The creator of the machine, you know, when he has to use the, yeah. makes the AI version of her to help work out how the system works. Sort of thing. Think of. Yeah, exactly like that. But it, yeah, the, it seems of obsession and that sort of thing. So that'd be mm. a lot of fun. So I cool. need to record that ASAP because uh, Maddie's expecting it as some, some sort of form. <laughs> I think by Friday. So um, okay. good luck. <laughs> finally, finally, finally. Also, 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 I know because uh, I didn't mention it last time, but we have an offer code. If you like us, like terrain, you like stuff like this, well, you can get a 10% offer code at Third Space Gaming uh, mm. in the UK. It's your friendly local game store in Burnley. Uh, type in the offer code DMBC into checkout. Use your hamster hands and do it on your big typewriter. Mm. And, and yeah, get 10% off your first order. So please go check them out. They've been very, very helpful and loving and mm. I appreciate them very much, and they're from Burnley, so good stuff. I'm moving very slowly on my camera, but I want to say, come to our Discord! <laughs> yes, We have yes. a Discord now, and it's a nice place to be, I think. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's been very nice to wake up to lots of messages, and I'm like, oh no, somebody hating me? No, it's that. Everyone's just really lovely there. So yeah, with Aware and DMBC uh, Discord, so the link will be in our link tree. Mm -hmm. Hamilton's been, been doing some excellent posting of stuff whilst I've been like busy with my head in the sand doing other things. But yeah, so come check us out there. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Is there anything you want to add, Hamilton? That's it. That's all I've got for that's today. It. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, folks. We'll see you on the Discord and we'll also see, we'll you, see you on the on flip, flip side. side. Yay. <laughs>